Bitcoin Beach, Bitcoin Beach, Bitcoin Beach. It's time to talk about Bitcoin Beach. There we go. This is the Bitcoin Magazine podcast. My name is Adam van Uh We're coming to you from El Zonta, El Salvador, aka Bitcoin Beach. And I'm joined here today by Jorge Valenzuela and Roman Martinez. Roman Martinez, aka Chimbera. Mm -hmm. Guys, thanks for being here. We're in the Hope House. Um, which has its own podcast studio, which is very nice. Uh, let's start by introducing yourself. Jorge, please introduce yourself to our listeners. So thank you, Aaron, for including. My name is Jorge Valenzuela. We I born here. I am part of the Bitcoin Beach team. When we started this project, we never imagined how big this can happen, but we are so happy and excited for everything happening now in El Salvador. And it's an uh, incredible thing to how we can start to change this community. Bitcoin Beach now, it's it's incredible area for every guy to start to come to here to see and help and support. So we are so happy and excited for everything is coming sooner. Great. Roman? Yeah, my name is Roman Martinez, but my nickname is Chimbera. And everyone called me Chimbera. I'm 30 years old and... Yeah, we're born in El Sonte. El Sonte have been changing a lot in the last few years. And we're so happy for everything that is happening down here and exciting for the good things that are coming. Yeah, we got two El Sonte natives and I think you guys are sort of the community leaders of the local Bitcoin project here, right? Yeah. Yes. So, so I mentioned we're in the Hope House right now. Um, what is the Hope House exactly? Where did it start? What what is what's going on here? Yeah, Hope House in Spanish is Casa Esperanza. Is is uh, how we like to to call. Is like it's, it's a house where kids can find hope. Mm -hmm. That's the traduction, you know, to the to the English. And Hope House started like. 12 years ago with Jorge and and Jorge started the first project here in our community. Yeah, this, so this was long before Bitcoin. Yeah, even yeah. Even before Bitcoin existed, yeah. this, this project was started, the Hope House project was started. Yeah, we, uh, well, Jorge started this first project that was super simple, that was Philip, the tongue of love. Like, it, it, it's like that every kid have a tongue in your heart. Mm -hmm. So, or filling the tank of yeah, water. yeah. That was the first project. It was so easier, you know. That so what does that mean? What was this project? It was like to filling that tank that everyone had with love, with hope, with uh, dreams. Otherwise, will be filling with bad things, you know. And maybe kids will finish doing things bad in life. So that was the project. Like joining gangs or these uh, kinds of things, crime. Oh, yeah, all, all these kind of things, you know, and so that was the, the first project. And so what kind of projects were these concretely? What were you concretely doing with these kids back then or even now? Uh, now we have 21 projects in Hop House. Or That's Casa a good Esperanza. number, 21. Yeah, and there are in four, in four um, base. base, education, uh, recreation, spiritual, and empowerment. And, wow, from that first project alone, 
where we are now, we have been seeing like that our kids have been changing life, you know, families have been like changing. And we can see now that the next generations will be different. And you see like young people like dreaming again. Right. Dreaming for the first time, you know, and that's so beautiful. So this is Hop House. Like uh, it's like the house where all the dreams can can be can become true. Right. And all the kids in the community can come here and feel and find love, find computer class, find English, find all the knowledge and the tools that they need for having a better future. Yeah, and I, I joined you to one of these um, camps, or what, what should we call it? What's the better term for that? Surf Para Todos is one of our main projects that we have, and we are like... Uh, Surfing for all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And because like surfing, we are surfers, right? We we born surfing here in Santa and that was all. Sur surfing is also like a, the tool that changed life, you know? For us, surfing changed our life. And I think if we didn't know about Bitcoin, if like maybe we will use Bitcoin, uh, surf for changing kids' life, you know, because it's changed our life. Yeah, so kids here don't have a lot, obviously, and they also don't have a lot to do. So these camps or these surf, uh, surf para todo, mm -hmm. what you call it? Yeah, surf it, for everyone. Yeah. yeah, it's giving these kids also a sense of community and uh, a sense of, you know, something to do and something to dream about. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. I think uh, Bitcoin Beach is like, uh, Hop House, sorry, is the umbrella for the projects. So we have almost more, the, I think more now, the 21 project. And the focus is spend time with the kids. Right. This is the best. Good people can spend time with kids. Right. And then you can start to explain about the life. When the kids understand, they want to follow your example. Right. And then they can start to have a dreams. And for sure, you really impact the life for these kids only if you spend time and explain more about the life, how the life really works. If you are a good people, everything is good. And you are bad people, you don't need to think why this kind of bad thing happened in my life because you always want to affect other people. So for all, I think for our team, the, the more important we have in this community is good people spend time with kids and kids want to continue the same example for the next generation. The kids want to spend time with the new generation. So we, if we put time in kids, for sure we change this community. When we start the project, it's almost 12 or 15 years ago, we don't have nothing to give the kids, just time. And you know, time is the more important. Right. So then, and a few years ago, I think uh, an anonymous donor, he's still anonymous as far as we know, mm -hmm. he donate. he decides to donate Bitcoin to the project. Is that right? Yeah. So when we start in the process, uh, we meet with Mike. Mike is another surfer. Mike Peterson, yeah. Yeah, he's another surfer. So we are surfing and we always start to have a, a plan. So I learned about Mike 
But when I meet with Mike, I think I am, I don't know, 17, 18. So he is the first guy who put time in my life. Right. And I start to understand, and he starts to explain me about the life. And it's why, in this moment, I understand how we can change the life, because he changed my life. And then we start to change more life. And we start to work with Mike and working together in different social projects. And it's amazing how the community is like a psh, super happy and excited for everything happened. Kids have started to have a dream, a play. So it's amazing, this change. And so this Bitcoin donation, the donor, he's still anonymous, right? You guys don't know who Okay, so give me a second. So in okay. the process, we have a friends so who give money. They give it's fiat for right. support projects. So first we have uh, money for buy uh, books, uh, for buy a car, for go the kids go to the high school. But I remember almost three years ago when my guy was sitting, he said, "Come on, wow, Jorge, we don't have uh, more money for continue the 21 project. So we need to start to think what the, be the best project, what project we really want to support in this community because we don't have more money. But in this time, we have uh, some friends they use a Bitcoin and some friends, they send some sad. But the crazy thing is Mike say like, now we have a Bitcoin for him. We don't have a dollar, we have a Bitcoin. But how we can make Bitcoin work? Mm. And I say, nah, we are a dreamers. If we change other things more crazy, for sure we can make Bitcoin work in this community. Oh. And my mother is the first shop who start to accept Bitcoin. Because I want to teach my mom, my friends, and my and the, my mother business. So yeah, yeah the, we the we have a, yeah. yeah. So we have uh, some friends have a uh, different companies and they send some sat, some bitcoins, and then is how we start to accept uh, donation in bitcoin. And now we have a lot of more friends. Like you see now in in there's a lot of people who start to send money for Mario for pupuseria. So I never know who is the guy who donor. So when sometimes people say like uh, it's anonymous, but no, it's it's a lot of people who start to send money, and we are really open to if somebody wants to support our project, we have a twenty-one project, and we are already trying to see how we can go to more communities. Right. So you start to accept Bitcoin donations to yes. fund this project, <clears throat> and from there, I think you also start to evangelize Bitcoin within yes. the community, Is asking it, shops if they wanted to accept Bitcoin. Yeah. How, wh what were the first reactions there? How did people at first react uh, okay. to these requests? Uh, for, I remember for when we start, one of the things we don't wanna, we start to read about Bitcoin and try to see how Bitcoin, because it's something new for us. And then I, I, I understand and I learned super good because I learned we don't need to make Bitcoin in fiat. If we make the Bitcoin in fiat, it's not like the spirit for the Bitcoin. So yeah, we want it's, to... It's better to not have to exchange your yeah. Bitcoin for fiat. You'd so, prefer to actually spend so, the Bitcoin as Bitcoin. So we have the two really hard points. Using Bitcoin and no use the exchange. So people can save Bitcoin and move Bitcoin. Right. Circular economic and Bitcoin. So yeah, this is economy. yeah. So this is a little more hard because when it's something new, but we are a dreamers. 
Me, Chimbera, Nirvin, and Mike, we are a dreamer, so we made it. And now everybody know, and uh, now it's a legal tender in El Salvador, so the goal is more bigger. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that in a bit. But did people, was it easy to convert people into accepting Bitcoin or was it hard? Or? It's something cool we have. It's in the pandemic, every are at home, so they have time to learn. And every download the wallets and start to understand about Bitcoin. And then in the pandemic, we found some friends, they want to help uh, this community in Bitcoin. So we start to send some sad the community, like $30 in Bitcoin. So they go to the shop and pay, and the stores in this town said, wow, every family have Bitcoin here. Why? I, I need to sell Bitcoin because it's no more fiat. It's only Bitcoin. So right, they, so during the pandemic, yeah. a lot of... A lot of people were out of work or there yeah. weren't many tourists here. And it's a bit of a touristy village with servers coming yeah. in. And because there was no more money flow, mm -hmm. you started something of a basic income mm -hmm. uh, project on Bitcoin. Families were getting like $30 yeah. per month or something like that. And therefore, that really became the money that yeah. people had and uh -huh. wanted to spend. Yeah. And that was an incentive for local merchants to start yeah. accepting it because, you know, that's the what money. people have and they want customers. Is that yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly how the pandemic played like a really important part in, in this, you know. It was a catalyst. Yeah. So we, first of all, because what we just mentioned, this basic income project. And second, you mentioned because people had the time to actually study Bitcoin and to learn what it, yeah, what it was. And, and, it and now at that point, the community had Bitcoin. You know, and and Alsanti is like a tourism place, and but the tourism stop. So we were like to the small business, to the local business, and say, listen, the community have Bitcoin. If you start transacting, you will have like a good sauce, and you will maybe keep. And that was the key, you know. Many many restaurants, many small restaurants, or people that start selling something and start transacting Bitcoin because the community had. And, and yeah, but that was like also the key, you know, during the, these two years, there are also like many people that have been coming to Sonte and spend that and putting in, in the circle economy, you know. Right, tourists, they heard about Bitcoin Beach yeah. and they wanted to come here and yeah. spend Bitcoin. Yeah. yeah, and the local business also see that chance to sell with those people. Or we had, Sonte had the first ATM in El Salvador, that the Jorge is in Jorge's, Jorge's Bitcoin ATM, yeah, it's yeah. in Jorge's name, <laughs> you know. And so we we had also many people there that come into the ATM and buy Bitcoin, and and they come to the community to live the experience, to buy like a pupusa, to buy like a, a surf class and paying with Bitcoin, you know. That was the, like, still that experience, you know? And so the Bitcoin came from the donation, but also from from these people that arrived to Sante, from those people that come to the ATM and buy Bitcoin and putting in the community. So we all see the the that chance, you know? Yeah, and I, and I can imagine that's maybe also more of a longer-term vision for something like Bitcoin Beach. Long-term donations are maybe tough at some point, you know, it might run out. But if tourists come to spend it, that's actual economic activity. Yeah. And yeah. that way it can start to sustain itself yeah. more and more. And also, I will say, Aaron, that 
we were trying to help the families, right, as a project, but we didn't understand what we were bringing to the local business, to the local families, you know. When they accepting Bitcoin for us, it was just to find like a place where families can spend their sad. But in the reality, we were bringing access to transact digitally for the first time in life. Right. Yeah, we, it's a very cash-based economy it, usually. So it, for the first time, people actually had yeah money on their phones. Yeah. And they could transact yeah. with other people in the village or outside of the village, even from their phones, even yeah. without meeting in person. It was a very new concept. Wow, was that was like something like like super big and super important that we start to see people saving for the first time. Kids right. saving for the first time, having like a place where they they can leave their money, you know? And that was like I think that that's the most important thing that Bitcoin bring to our community was the financial education that we hear like for saving money you need to put it in the bank but the reality is that our people the small business they don't have a bank account right so yeah, pre previously whatever people would earn or whatever they would make <coughs> it was spending money yeah and now for the first time they felt like they could actually build to, towards something bigger is that right exactly right. we came from families that they they never change their reality because they used to spend what they get in a month. They spending in a month, you know. And now things are changing already. Yeah. Yeah. And for El Salvador, it's amazing. The other thing I am thinking now. And for the for kids, they never save money because they no can open account bank account. After 18 years yeah, old. Yeah, never mind yeah, uh, never. other types of investments. So they know how they have it to save money. Yeah. But now with blockchain, they don't need to wait for how 18 years old. They can already start kids here with 10 years. They start to save money for the future. So they can understand. So you're a real change in behavior yes. in that sense. So now imagine for the old country and for the other country, kids can start to learn. And remember, kids are the future. The older, maybe they are super comfortable with the normal system, with the fiat system, but for the future, we need to give new tools for the kids. Yeah, do you think, is it your perspective that it's mostly kids that are embracing this or also older or adults or older no, people? I think now every are including Bitcoin. Every start to think and learn about Bitcoin, how Bitcoin can work. And Roman said, no, psh, like our family never have a bank account and they are older. But now with Bitcoin, my mom have a, a psh, Bitcoin account and yeah. she don't need nothing. She has a Bitcoin wallet. Yeah. And she have his owner there, his bank and house. And I will add that Bitcoin representing different things for different yeah. people. This is other thing that we're learning, you know, that maybe for us representing access to transact digitally, maybe for some families representing for that they can buy like an, an asset for the first time. But for other people that they're already in the system, maybe just can representing just the, the opportunity to put 
money in something that is not going to lose value through the time, right? So that's also what you what you understand and and we need to we need to people need to be like empathy when you talk with someone because sometimes you you just want to talk about bitcoin you want that the people understand about it but you, you need to understand that that not for everyone will representing the same and you need to you need to find the right the right way to teach you know so that's sorry, that's the, the experience that we have been like getting in the last years, you know. All right, let's take a quick break from that episode. I want to tell you guys about our sponsor. It is Bitcoin 2022 conference. I am sure you saw the videos. You may have been there in person. Bitcoin 2021 was an absolute smashing success. It was the biggest conference in Bitcoin history, crypto history, whatever history of the digital asset sphere. Bitcoin is number one and the Bitcoin 2021 conference is number one with a bullet. It was an absolutely incredible time. I was working my ass off the whole time, but I got to meet so many incredible community members. And I think the best testament to how amazing Bitcoin 2021 was, was not just all of the amazing, you know, accolades and, uh, and compliments that I got personally and our team got, but also it's the skin in the game in Bitcoin 2022. We have already sold close to 1500 tickets. That is more than 10% of the people, everyone who went to Bitcoin 2021 have already purchased tickets to Bitcoin 2022. We have not released a date. We have not released a city. We have not released anything. That is the biggest compliment. That is the biggest skin in the game of the community being down for this conference. Bitcoin 2022 is going to be bigger than Bitcoin 2021. It's going to be better than Bitcoin 21 in every single way. And we are going to be bringing you the best opportunity to mingle with the biggest, the baddest, the most Bitcoin people on the planet. So join the revolution. Go to b.tc forward slash conference. Get your tickets today. I don't know what the ticket prices are. They are going up. I think they're $249 right now. We just rolled out fiat ticket uh, purchases. All the tickets purchased before today were all purchased in BTC. So get it, guys. Get it. Get this ticket. Be at Bitcoin 2022. See you there. Bitcoiners, I want to tell you guys about The Deep Dive. The Deep Dive is a new premium newsletter from the Bitcoin Magazine team in conjunction with my man, BTCization, Dylan LeClaire. Dylan is such a multifaceted and wide-ranging analyst. He does everything from on-chain analytics to macro uh, analysis to uh, you know hash rate and all that kind of good stuff. He does it all. He breaks down everything that's happening every single day with his daily dive. He's going to dive into what is happening in the market that day. So that way you don't have to pay attention to Twitter. You don't have to pay attention to anything else. You can just pay attention to the deep dive and he has you covered. And at the end of the week, guess what? You get a weekly recap. And at the end of the month, hey, we have a freaking report, a beautiful PDF breaking down all the activity of that entire month, what it means for Bitcoin, what you can expect moving forward. The Bitcoin market is going to moon. We are here to make sure that we maximize your stack. Go to members.bitcoinmagazine.com to sign up today. And if you use promo code BITS, you can get one month for free. So again, the deep dive. I've been checking it out every day, and you should too. Back to the show. So you mentioned that you know it, 
they now have something to invest in that won't depreciate over time. But Bitcoin itself, of course, is very volatile. How are people dealing with that over here? Do you have any... Is that a problem for people? Because some, the last couple of months, the price has been dropping. So no. is that something... It means, how are people dealing with that? It means uh, that came with the education. Our people in our community, we don't need to teach them about volatility because they they are in into the Bitcoin when Bitcoin was 5,000. <laughs> so they, they, they They're get, still up. Yeah. They're still doing good. And they get it. They get it. There is like an example in the community for this girl that sell a pizza for eight bucks, like one year, nine months ago. And those eight bucks now are like more than 200 US, you know? Right. So uh, you don't need to go to her and, and explain that. They get it. The thing is... Not, not quite the 10 million or 100 million or whatever these two first pizzas were worth, but still doing good. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's the example that the people understanding and no one is saying that you need to put all your money in, in, in Bitcoin, you know? Like people need to understand that that's for a long-term saving. And this is this is what I believe and this is what we believe and this is what we teach to the people. Live what you're good to have in there for a long-term. But as a merchant, as a small business, I get it, your point, and I, and I, and, and I know your, your, your question. And people need to know that where we are now, they have auctions. If someone want to pay with Bitcoin, it's fine, but they can already get it in, in, in dollars and receive the payment in dollars already. You know, there are wallets that convert their Bitcoin instance. And right. If merchants that do prefer to keep it in dollars will have these options. Yes. Most, well. Yeah, some or of maybe them. maybe take most of it in dollars and a small percentage in Bitcoin as yes. savings. What we and see, is this the type of education you're also doing yes, yourself? Yes, yes, yes. That was the, have been the harder work to teach them that they can receive the payment on Bitcoin and move into stable wallet or two dollars. And people got it and, and and that's why I don't see like a big problem for for Salvador now, you know. What about other kinds of problems? There's a lot of scams in the in the Bitcoin space or a lot of altcoins that are you know even more volatile to Bitcoin and that may be attractive to speculators or are, are, you, are you having to deal with these kinds of problems at all? <laughs> That's a good question. I'm more worried about it, about that, that. But it's a free market, you know, it's a free market. And, and, and here the key is education. Educate people that they need to understand and our people cannot bet in something because that's the reality. What they have in the end of the month it's money that they work in so hard and it's not a lot of money, but Bitcoin can represent in that opportunity that we never had before. So I, or people cannot play and, and, and bet in yeah, something. You, they, they, they need something that is, 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 is good. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, one thing you mentioned, I think, is that these kids, for example, in El Salvador, they didn't have a lot to to aim for. There wasn't much opportunity for them to even dream about. And with Bitcoin, 
this now sort of offers them the dream for El Salvadorian kids was to leave the country, essentially. And now you think that might be changing now that there is actually another opportunity to to make something of themselves. Yeah. Okay. So now the first one of the first dream the Salvadorian have is cross the border and forgot the USA. But now with Bitcoin, we really change this country. And I think the USA is coming to El Salvador <laughs> because it's a lot of companies to start to come. They'll, they'll have to climb over uh-huh. that wall in the other direction. Yeah. So, yeah. so this is part of the goal we are working on. it. So the kids start to learn more about Bitcoin system and everything. In the future, for sure, we have a lot of more opportunity here for better opportunity, for have a better job, better salary. So they, for sure, they don't want to cross the border. They want to continue to live here because here you can make the goal for your life. You don't need to have the dream cross the border. Now, here is a lot of opportunity. This is one. And the other with the wave, surf, we have a lot of more surfers start to come. This is another area we really focus and it's changing this country. And Bitcoin is changing. Every our focus in El Salvador about Bitcoin, every our focus about wave and about food. So we have a really good, we are in the really good spot. So for sure, I, I already say we build something big. It's almost ready. Yeah, El Zonte is attracting two types of tourists now, yeah. the surf yeah. tourists and the Bitcoin tourists. Yeah. And, and, and none of that was here 10 years ago, 20 years no. ago. And I will, I will say like, we already see kids that when they came in the first project, in this first social project, they were around nine, 10 years old. Now those kids are 19 years old. And we have like an example of these kids that they know English, they know computer class, they know about Bitcoin, they know about, uh, they are leaders in the community. Uh, Some of them are, they are, just started their own business, you know. They see that in the community, one of them seeing that in the community was, the community doesn't have a place to buy ice. And he started making ice. And that's where you see uh, that those kids will never want to leave. And it's and like, if after all this, you want to go and learn another culture and travel, it's fine but doesn't have to be the, the main option that people need to have to, to, to feel that that's the only way to, to, to make their dream come true because the reality is that life there is hard, you know? And so here in El Zonte, um, how many people do you think actually use Bitcoin actively and, or, or how many merchants really accepted and of the merchants that accepted how many are like, like what's what fraction of the payments is actual Bitcoin payment do you have any estimates on these kinds of numbers yeah we 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 have we have some El Santi is like a community around 3,000 to 5,000 uh, habitants uh, the merchants there are not all of them accepting Bitcoin but there are like, just in some day, I will say like 40, 50, something like that. Mm-hmm. 
and the people using the Bitcoin. Uh, and out of how many, like what percentage-wise? My, my estimate is that most merchants accept Bitcoin. Yes, right? yes. There, there are a few that don't, but it's definitely the majority that does accept Bitcoin. Yeah, because the, for the big one, Bitcoin will represent just like a, another met of payment, you know? If you go to the big hotel, they're accepting payment with credit cards, debit cards, cash. And if they start to see that uh, there are more clients coming and want to pay with Bitcoin, they will get it, you know, they will do it because for them, they're representing by uh, the other thing that I told you before. But and, and out of these merchants that accept Bitcoin, how many of the transactions are actually Bitcoin transactions, do you think? In per day? Yeah, let's say they have 100 transactions per day. I'm just throwing out a number. Are, are out of these 100, are there five Bitcoin transactions or 50 or 90 or... Does it differ a lot per merchant? Do you have any estimates on that? Uh, yeah. Uh, not for sure, but yeah. So we are almost 5,000 people living in El Salvador, and we sure uh, almost 75% they open a wallet of Bitcoin. 75% yes. of people in this yes. town have a Bitcoin yes. wallet. Yes, because in the pandemic, uh, we have the 500 family and every have a five for family. So we are sure they open a, they have the, they know about Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. But you know, sometimes they are working in some area, they not pay in Bitcoin, they pay in fiat. So they know who's at the Bitcoin beach. But in some other area, it's uh, more people are using Bitcoin because they receive Bitcoin. We already have almost 100 in different areas for different companies. They are working in construction. They already pay in Bitcoin. They're paid in Bitcoin. Yeah. So I think almost the 30% of the merchants use Bitcoin, accepting Bitcoin now here in El Sonte. What do you think of the transactions, 30% are Bitcoin transactions? No, this is, this is just the, the play who accept, like the 30% in El Sonte accepting Bitcoin. But I think maybe 45% is the transaction a day in Sonte. Wait, so you think half of the transactions are Bitcoin? Almost. Am I understanding you right? Almost. Yeah. Uh, almost. Almost half of all transactions here yes. are Bitcoin transactions. Yes. Right. That's a huge number. For yes. Bitcoin, obviously, yes. because most other, there uh, are some other Bitcoin yes. places in the world yes. where I've been to, and it's usually very small, but if it's yeah. almost half, that, that's huge. Yes. And yeah. so let's get to more of the, the national level, because because of this, in part because of this, El Zonte has been sort of an inspiration, I think, for Ukili and for the governments. They, they heard about this project. I don't think they've been here themselves, right? Mm -hmm. So they've they heard about the projects. What's your perspective on that? What what happens there? What's your just tell me that story yeah. from, from the El Zonte perspective? I think El Zonte have been the focus in the last two years, you know, that people know about here, about this small village that is affecting bit. So was, was it in the news a lot in El Salvador? Was Bitcoin Beach in the news a lot? Or how did people in the rest of the country some, learn about this? Some news come here to do some documentary, some, you know, things. But uh, Forbes write like a big article about uh, El Sonte. Mm -hmm. And I think many people start to follow 
more what's happening after that article. But if you are in the ecosystem... So this was a Spanish article, by the way? Or no, it was in, was in English. It was in English article, yeah. okay. Yeah. And if, but people knew it, that that was this village that was starting this, this, this project, you know, and had been the focusing for companies, for people that want to come here, that they hear like Bitcoin Beach, it's like a small town or that have good wave all year round and, and warm water all year round. And we have been receiving like many people that come and want to live that experience and, and, and buy things with Bitcoin. You know, Mike used to say that maybe you're a Bitcoiner from many years, but the kid that got to the school have been making more transactions than you, you know? And so people start to come in here and say, well, I want to wanna pay the hotel, I want to pay the food, I want to do everything and, and pay with Bitcoin. And so I don't know if for sure Sonte had been demonstrator to the world that one community can change using the education and the technology because Bitcoin is technology, you know. And, and if it's working here, we'll work in El Salvador. And that was our dream. That had been our dream, you know, to bring in to El Salvador. But... We don't, we're, we don't know if our president took El Sonte or, or, or for sure it have, it, have to, it have been El Sonte, you know, and, 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 and if he's working here, we're working in El Salvador. So, yeah, that's, that's kind of the, the, the thing, you know, and, and El Salvador need to show the entire world. Before we get back to the episode, I want to tell you guys about Bitcoin Magazine. Bitcoin Magazine is the oldest publication covering Bitcoin, and we've been covering Bitcoin since 2012. Y'all, I'm so proud to be working for Bitcoin Magazine. We spend all day trying to scour the internet for the top news, the top plebs, the top subjects, conversations, everything that has to do with BTC, the asset, BTC, the culture, BTC, the revolution. We are here for it. We are here for BTC and BTC only, and we want to give back to the Bitcoin community. Hit us up if you want to contribute, and uh, yeah, go follow us on Twitter. Go uh, subscribe to this podcast. Go follow us on YouTube. All of the places that you can find Bitcoin Magazine, we are there. Instagram, Reddit, everywhere. We're there. We're there. Follow us for the best Bitcoin knowledge. Back to the episode. Well, one of the people that came here was Jack Mallers, of course strike mm -hmm. as well as some other well-known bitcoiners and then he was invited by the president right so there's certainly some link from Elzon because jack was here and then so there's some link between bitcoin beach and you know that that helped the southern governments in some way without bitcoin beach that probably wouldn't have happened right yeah yeah i think so yeah is did, did you guys know about the law that you know there was going to be a new law or was no, it a surprise to you no. like it was to the rest of the world? No, we didn't know. And and that was a that was our dream. And we were like waiting that it will happen, but maybe not. Maybe in the future. Maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe years from now. Not not now. Not yet. Yeah, that was I think surprised everyone. So what did you think when you heard about it? 
what did you what did you do or did you call each other what? we i call jorge i call mike we call other friends and we cry yeah. we cry we were so exciting and and because how you say like what bitcoin beach started will change will be like the example for the entire world you know and and that small project show or help demonstrating that bitcoin can be the key can be the tool can be the can be that thing that our country needed have been needed in the last years you know and during the, during the history so we're exciting we've happy you know about yeah you're, you're happy with are you happy with the law in its totality there's been some critique on article 7 for example of the mandated parts how do you guys feel about that <laughs> it means uh, for I'm, our listeners in case anyone doesn't know this article 7 is the part of the law that basically mandates that shops need to accept Bitcoin. So it's not really optional. There are some provisions in the law to counteract that and to make that less of a stringent requirement. But there is an article in the law that sort of requires shops to actually accept Bitcoin. Yeah, but it depends how you see it. And that part, I'm not like a, a lawyer. I'm not like the person that will say like this is or oh, could be better or not. For us, uh, we talk about Bitcoin and Bitcoin is Bitcoin, you know, and we need to trust the the technology and what Bitcoin representing and what we see the change in our community and we see that this is can be good for our country and I believe in that, you know. So, what yeah. do you think? Do you have any idea how the rest of El Salvador, other Salvadorians, how they've, how how's the law been received in the country, in general, in other parts of the country? Yeah, I means every change is is will bring like, you know, like the feeling that people don't don't want to. I I think I will say like. Maybe 50 and 50, you know? Yeah. Or there has been... So some people are happy. Some people see it as an opportunity. Other people... Uh, there is some pushback against it as well. Some people that maybe maybe don't trust Bitcoin yet or they don't know what it is. And they feel that it's sort of being rolled out uh, without, yeah, but without popular consent. Yeah. Is that a good way to put it? Okay. Uh, I think when we start this project, we are very focused. People learn first before you say. Right. You this gotta, is the best. Yeah, education so we, comes first. Yeah, yeah. This is how we plan. Mm -hmm. So it's how we want to start to help the, the whole country. But after when we know it's a legal tender, it's wow. It's easy to teach about Bitcoin one little community, but not for the whole country. But now for Bitcoin, which is not our responsibility, it's for the government. So yeah. they need to create something to educate people. And yeah, and some articles say you need to accept Bitcoin. But if you have only dollars, you don't need to 
change your dollars to Bitcoin for pay. You have a dollars on Bitcoin. Yeah. And oh. nobody say you need to spend your Bitcoin. You can save. For my opinion, the good thing for El Salvador is no fees if you want to make like a transaction to outside the country. It's the first. Easy to move, easy to pay, fast. I think now we need to wait more for the lawyer when they come for us. Check the paper, but the, for pay, it's super easy. Yeah. Yeah. So there, there's definitely a lot of education to happen in the next yeah. couple of months. Yes. Are you guys going to be you are you guys going to be busy? Are you guys going to be involved with that? Or yeah. what's your role in, in that? the in the maybe in the beginning, or maybe like everyone around the world, maybe expecting that Bitcoin Beach lead the education program, you know, but the reality is that now uh, it's not just about us. Mm -hmm. This is more, this is not just, just about El Salvador. This is about everyone, every, every Bitcoiner that know that El Salvador have to be successful because El Salvador, and it's going to be for sure, I believe this, but we all need to put something and we need to help and we need to put time and everyone can do something. And to answer your question, we are like, uh, we're, s we're separate as a Bitcoin Beach, you know, we're like NGO that we cannot be with. We're like, we do social projects. Yes. We empowerment kids. And this is going to be like that, you know. But we're working in the educational uh, material to help to help people, to help our country, to help companies, to help everyone that wanna wanna be, wanna, wanna understand more. And I also will say that not many people understand like how fiat money works. So that's the reality, you know, and it's gonna took time. It's gonna took time. That's, we cannot change that. But at least people will have something in front and that they can play and they can start to 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 get it and learning about it and 100% sure this is going to be like good and some people can get it faster some people will will get it later but in the end everything works like that you know so we're more focusing now in in the young people that maybe we can we can arrive in through technology, through internet, using internet with material, videos, uh, uh, conference, and that they can get it now, and then they will help the country, they will help the government to educating, you know? It's a yeah. dominoes effect. So, yeah, I think we should. We all should more focus on, on that, on the people that we can arrive through the technology, and then we all put energy to working with the people that already, because that's the thing. Like, the people that Bitcoin will help more are those people that are not really friendly with technology, and it's hard sometimes. You know, you need. That's the only case and the only things that works is. You sit with them and they're learning in the practical way. In the practical way is that they can have some sat in their phone. They can go to buy things that they needed for living, you know, like beans, rice, that they can 
change their set mind and say, well, this is also money that I can buy food for living, for eating every day, you know? So, yeah, we're working. We're busy. How you see, we're moving forward, trying to help our communities. Salvador will receive, like, phone calls, emails, uh, requests, and we're we're moving. We go to these communities and we help them to understand, but it's a process, you know? Yeah, and one of the things you mentioned is that, you know, Bitcoin Beach, from Bitcoin Beach to El Salvador, it's a big step and it can't be just you guys carrying this educational effort. And maybe at this point, it's more of a Bitcoin responsibility or a Bitcoin community responsibility worldwide. So how can Bitcoiners that are listening or anywhere in the world, how can they help El Salvador succeed in this? In this there are different ways. Project. There are different ways. For sure, there are many people asking. I will say the first one is, if you can come down here, come and talk with people. Because how I say, like everyone, I can, I can maybe easier talk with some people and convince them and teach them about Bitcoin. But in the way that I teach, I cannot write to other people, but maybe you can do it. You know, you 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 have been having this experience in this community, how people are willing to, to listen and to learn. People want to learn. Mm -hmm. So first, I will say that. Second one is people are asking, like, how we can help, how we, we, we want to donate. As a Bitcoin Beach, maybe there going to be a chance to donate if you cannot be here. Mm -hmm. And we're preparing like a project to bring like a, a computer classes, a English classes, surf para todos, a, to these news communities. So if you are like... If you want to do it, that, that's a chance to do it if you cannot come here. If you have also any material in for Bitcoin, it can help. You know? Send it over? Yeah, send it to us. I would say also like the infrastructure. What well, kind of infrastructure? Everything. <laughs> everything you can come here and, and build here. Do you mean technical infrastructure? Yeah. Technical wallets. Yeah. Yeah. These kind of, yeah. Any, anything like that. Yeah. Hardware wallets, maybe just anything that will help people use Bitcoin. Yeah. And the infrastructure is, I think, is the most important thing in this game. And we need to build it. As a Bitcoin team, like, uh, my used to say that, that we don't come from the tech part, you know, and you can see it. We're more practicals. We're like... Because this is the secret. This is, this is the secret, but... <laughs> It's also because we didn't have that chance. That's the reality, you know. We don't grow up with computers. We grew up with our surfboard and our net to fishing. And now we're, we're doing this. We're doing our, our best we can. But we see sometimes that is our weakness. Weakness. Yeah. The, we don't come from that tech part, but yeah. we, yeah. Find, we find people that want to help us. And you need some tech muscle in El Salvador. Yeah, I will say yes. So we're ready. We're ready. They can contact us and we will help all the people that want to set up here things and, and help help us 
and help El Salvador. Because how I told you, it's not anymore about us. This is about everyone, and everyone needs to play like a, a role in this. So last last question, or last two questions. Ten years from now, where do you see El Zonte? Where is El Zonte <laughs> in ten years? Jorge used to say that El, El Zonte, oh sorry, El Zonte, El Zonte is going to be the next Sil Silicon Valley. The, the Silicon Valley of Latin America. Yeah. So, we, we believe, I'm so excited about what's coming next, and I think it's going to be, like, huge. Yeah. Like, I see, like, that finally we're in a good line as a country, and it's beautiful when you see people dreaming for the first time and dreaming that they don't want to live and dreaming that we're going to make this country the best place to live, you know? And how Jorge said before, if our families start to having like good salaries here, opportunities to work online, now companies are coming here and they they will set up here our goal and our and our and where we need to put time is in our people, preparing our young people, investing in education, preparing them with technology blockchain technology, education, computer class, English class. I see that's that's our, the thing we're, we're focused now, you know, because companies will come, but they need to find those profiles in our country. If they don't find it, they will bring them. So that's where we're working, and this is how I see El Salvador in the next 10 years is a place, the place to be. The place to be. Yeah. Well, I've been here for a week now and all week long, anytime I was here at the Hope House, people from all over the world keep walking in from all sorts of different Bitcoin companies or tech companies or startups. So is there definitely something going on at this point? Totally. We, we see, we know already companies already set up here in El Salvador that come here and asking for help. And... We're ready to help everyone that come with good intentions to help, you know, our country. Put all our contacts and... and well, my last question was going to be... My previous question was about El Zonte. My last question was going to be about El Salvador as a whole. I think you already answered that, but... In 10 years, El Salvador, where do you see it? Where is... In the next 10 years? Yeah. Ah. No, for sure. It's uh, like a, I think it's the best example for the rest of the world, El Salvador. And El Sonte, it's, it's, in, it's incredible how many, it's a lot of companies start to come to El Salvador, for sure. I think they start on the beach, for sure. Everyone have a company right on the, on the beach. The Citadel on the beach. <clears throat> yeah. So it's why we are working for 15 years with the kids. Mm -hmm. So now they are, they have really good tools. If the company comes, we can match. So it's why I say this is the next Silicon Valley. And it's a lot of opportunity. So kids don't need to cross the border. The university already starts to change and focus in blockchain, lightning, technology. So we continue 
and our dream is create our university on the coast. Yeah. So for sure, it's, it's possible. No, and Aaron, this is one one of the things that many people that have been in Sante before know about this, that Sante is like a really special town. You have a feeling, you have a feeling that you can connect in with this place. And and El Salvador is 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 a really small country, you know, people fall in love with this, that with this with this country, like you can do everything in one day, you know. You can go to the mountain, city, beach, back to the city, and everyone is everything is one hour away from here. So now you have everything here in this country. You have like good wave, good food, friendly people, uh, people ready to help you. You can pay with Bitcoin. You can buy your house with Bitcoin. You can do everything. So I will say El, El Salvador is like the place where everyone will have that feeling or that home. You know, all the Bitcoiners are all, all around the world. There is not a place that they, they feel identificated with. But I think they will. They already are with El Salvador. And many of them are already like, I want to be in El Salvador. But they, they're so exciting that they even been here already and they're already falling in love with our country. When they come here, this is going to be like paradise and you know you, you you have been here and you know that this simple friendly beautiful and open to everyone yeah yes. I've, I've been here for a week now and i it's really lovely i really like it here I'll, i'm gonna try to come back uh, i think that's a good sentiment to close this podcast on Jorge Roman, thank you very much for your time. Thank you for having me in the Hope House and in El Zante. And thanks for the tours you helped arrange for me and everything else. Um, so thanks. Yeah. You're welcome. You're welcome, bro. A quick reminder that all of the content in this episode is for informational and entertainment purposes only. You should not construe the information as legal, tax, investment, financial, or any other advice. Nothing contained in this presentation constitutes a solicitation, recommendation, or offer by BTC Media, the Let's Talk Bitcoin Podcast Network, or any third-party service provider to buy or sell securities or any other financial instruments. Do your own research.